Easter is the central day in the Christian imagination because it's the single day that contains all the other principal days in the scriptural story. It's a new creation because Jesus and Mary offer once again a man and a woman in a garden and proclaim that all is made new. It's a new exodus because since the very beginning Christians have identified it as a reprise of the story by which Moses took the Israelites out of slavery to freedom. In this case, the slavery of sin and death is even greater than the slavery of subservience to Pharaoh. It's a new covenant because it announces that the old covenant with Israel is not invalidated by the sin that led to the exile, but is instead transformed to be for all people. It's a new Christmas because it's a rebirth of God among us beyond the clutches of death. It's a reversal of Good Friday because while on Good Friday we see that nothing can separate God from us, so at Easter we see that nothing can separate us from God. And it's a prefigurement of the last day because everything the last day promises, forgiveness and eternal life, are embodied on Easter day. S.S. Wesley wrote a number of verse anthems of which perhaps the most famous is this celebration of resurrection blessed be the God and Father.
According to the Acts of the Apostles, Jesus spent 40 days with the disciples in a rather different fashion from the way he lived among them for the three years prior to his crucifixion. John's Gospel gives the most vivid accounts of this period as Jesus appears to Peter and his companions on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, restoring them to be his apostles and forgiving them for deserting and denying him. The story of Jesus' ascension is pieced together from the accounts in Luke, Matthew and Acts. Acts refers to 40 days, Luke refers to Jesus leading the disciples to Bethany, and Matthew speaks of Jesus' last words commissioning the disciples to go to the ends of the earth with the gospel. Then, according to Acts, Jesus was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. The story is mysterious and bears some resemblance to the taking up to heaven of the prophet Elijah in a chariot. But the theological point is that Jesus had finished his ministry on earth. This is a challenging doctrine, given there seems to be so much on earth that's unfinished. But it suggests Jesus hadn't come to fix all that was wrong, but instead to show us the heart of God. Here's Gerald Finzi's 1951 version of Psalm 47, a psalm often associated with the Ascension.
Easter is awash with metaphors. Many speak of triumph, victory and conquest. For example, the hymn Thine Be the Glory celebrates the risen, conquering Son and the endless victory over death. This presents a problem for Christians. Jesus is not a warrior who returns in glory from a successful earthly campaign in which death and sin are defeated. He's the one who shows us the love that will not let us go. That means the way Jesus overcomes death must be consistent with the character of the God who dwells with us forever. Thus ultimately, metaphors of conquest don't do full justice to the Easter story. And it's better to highlight the metaphors that speak of Jesus' outlasting death or outnarrating evil. The love that Jesus embodied was something death could not contain. Easter shows us that God's original purpose, never to be except to be with us, cannot finally be thwarted. Here's a joyful portrayal of Easter in the context of 19th century Sicilian culture. The Easter hymn from Pietro Mascagni's Cavalleria Rusticana. <laughs> 